0: Locked on Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team team. every day. day, day, day.
1: It is episode number 214 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us right here uh, as we come to you uh, and we get closer and closer to NFL draft round one. And, of course, rounds two and three on Friday. Uh, And then, of course, the rest of the draft on Saturday from Nashville, Tennessee. We'll have uh, all of our coverage for you, uh, reaction analysis to all the Redskins picks coming up over the next couple of days. Uh, And then we'll start to slow down a little bit once we get through all the new guys uh, and kind of take a little bit, a little bit, of uh, downtime because it has been uh, it, it has been quite busy uh, when it comes to the Washington Redskins. Good to have you with us. Um, so one of the reasons why it has been busy is because the Redskins are very, very, very clearly in the quarterback market. There is no doubt about that. Uh, and as we sit here right now, they could be even more intriguing on Thursday night because of a new report uh, that was put out on Tuesday afternoon. And it came not from a Washington, D.C. and Redskins reporter. Uh, usually these things don't come from the local reporters, quite honestly. Um, you know, everybody's kind of very, 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 very conservative. Uh, everybody's nervous about being misled and sticking their neck out on the line, if you will, um, even though you might hear things. And so this report, we have no idea whether it's true, not true, whether it's real, not real, whether it's just kind of inflated. We do not know. But it does make sense. So here's the report from Connor Hughes of The Athletic, who covers the New York Jets. He said, quote, uh, on his Twitter, at Connor, Underscore J underscore Hughes, that's spelled H U G H E S at Connor underscore J underscore Hughes. The Jets are fielding calls, phone calls for the number three pick, obviously. Okay, that's not a shock. And he said, obviously. They've made this abundantly clear and is normal this close to the draft. Okay, nothing shocking there. He says, Keep an eye on the Redskins, I'm told. There have been some early talks. That's what got everybody worked up into a little bit of a tizzy around here. That's what got everybody going, oh, really? No kidding. So let's look at this on the surface. We've addressed the Redskins potentially going up to number three. Last week when we were talking about Kyler Murray. Now, here's the question. If somehow Kyler Murray does not go number one to the Arizona Cardinals, doesn't look like, right, under any reasonable circumstance that he goes to number two, Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers. Now, what we don't know is whether a team trades up to number two, especially if a team like the Redskins or another team makes a pre-draft trade with The New York Jets at number three, right? So that's why this is important to not, if you're going to do something like this, not tip your hand. Because you could move up to number three and think, oh, well, if Arizona bypasses Kyler Murray at number one, if Kyler Murray's the guy you're moving up for, you damn well better have a second option. You damn well better have a second trump card, if you will. And I don't know if that's possible, but you're damn well better because you don't control anything. Let me take you through what happened in 2012. The Redskins tried to move up to number one. They couldn't get the job done. They couldn't get enough ammunition to the Indianapolis Colts who wanted to stay at number one, who wanted to take their future franchise quarterback with Peyton Manning obviously gone at this point, and they did with Andrew Luck. There was some confusion. There was some question whether their guy was Robert Griffin III or Andrew Luck. And obviously, and correctly, they made the right choice. Now, the Redskins moved up to number two because Griffin was the guy they desired, ultimately, in terms of the marketing star, in terms of the electric speed, the cannon arm, all of that. But, but they were more than happy, more than fine, from what I heard. Uh, at least Mike Shanahan was, that if Andrew Luck became available, somehow, some way, the Colts went with Griffin, that the Redskins would be, okay, well, the guy we ultimately wanted for football and business reasons is gone, but we're getting a damn good quarterback at number two. Well, here in this particular case, if you move up to number three, If you move up to number three with the New York Jets, again, you can think, well, okay, all the indications are, based on our own internal conversations with the Arizona Cardinals, that they're not giving up on Josh Rosen. That would mean that they're not trading Kyler Murray, right? We don't think they're trading Kyler Murray. We don't think the 49ers are taking Kyler Murray. We want Kyler Murray, so we're going to move up to number three. Aha! But... What happens if somebody moves up to number two or somebody on the clock moves up to number one? And then you moved up from 15 to three with the notion that you were going to take the quarterback of your dreams, the quarterback to market your team around, the quarterback that's going to deliver you the goods, and now you're screwed. So you damn well better have a second quarterback option, because you don't move up from number 15 to number three, no offense to Quinn and Williams, no offense to Josh Allen, any of those guys. They're all good guys, and they're all great players, but you ain't moving up from 15 to three for one of those guys, right? You're not doing that. Uh, Whether we're talking about Devin White, whoever you're talking about, you're not doing that. You're only moving up from 15 to 3 if you're taking a quarterback because you want to jump John Gruden and the Oakland Raiders at number 4, which is interesting, right? Brother-on-brother crime, quote-unquote, in that particular case. And at number 6, the New York Giants. So, I understand why 3 is the magic number. What I... What I would say is this. Number one, there's no way in hell that I would do that. I'm sorry. It's not worth it. It's not going to work. And it's not just because it's the Redskins, right? I understand teams move up all the time and they gamble on the franchise quarterback. That's part of the problem in the league. There's too much gambling on the franchise quarterback instead of letting the franchise quarterback grow with you. And, for instance, I'll just take you back a couple of years, right? Carson Wentz. The Eagles moved up to get Carson Wentz. Uh, They were middle of the first round to number two. They gave up a boatload to get him. Now, Carson Wentz was a potential league MVP two years ago, and then he blows out his knee. And then he's never quite the same last year, and then his back goes wonky. And once again, he's missed the Super Bowl run, and he's missed... Uh, the playoff win and playoff run into the second round, what should have been into the conference final round. And now Nick Foles is gone. So now they don't have a qualified backup. They don't have anybody to rescue them, save the day. And now Philadelphia has got to make this decision long-term. Do we stay with Carson Wentz and pay him $135 million for a guy who can't stay on the field? Or do we have still a quarterback problem? So you can say it worked. It did to a large degree. It didn't completely work though and in some ways right now it's kind of looking like uh, not a great move ultimately the way i hash it out now you could say jared Goff, right the rams basically did the same thing again i think they actually i would have to double check i think they moved up from 15 to 1 to get jared Goff. and again the los angeles rams were in the super bowl last year Love Sean McVay. I've said that a thousand times. I've covered him since he was 23 years old. He's a stud. The Rams scored three points. I know they were going against Bill Belichick. I know they were going against the Patriots. But Jared Goff is fine. Jared Goff is not great. Is Jared Goff the quarterback of your dreams? No, it's a very, very, very difficult position to play, right? We all understand that. Is he a good quarterback? Yes, a good quarterback. If you're looking for good, I can find good in a lot of places without having to trade three or four of my draft picks of the nine that I have, unless we're talking about being able to trade players that I've decided I don't want, i.e. Josh Norman. That is a way to move up the draft board in some cases that people aren't necessarily thinking about. It's not just draft capital. So ultimately, with this rumor, I have no idea if it's true. I haven't been able to hear from anybody back within the Redskins organization that I trust that would tell me the truth yet. Still working on that. We'll see what happens with that. Again, I think it's the bad a, a bad move to do. Um, and again, I made myself clear. Number one, the amount of capital that you would have to invest. Number two, again, I would say this you're unless you're on the clock at three or the jets are on the clock at three then you swing the deal that's the only way you can guarantee that the guy of your choice the guy that you're moving up for is still there again you can make the deal when the jets are on the clock do not make it before that would be dumb because that allows a team that thinks you're moving up for a quarterback which is the only reason why you're moving up to jump ahead of you at number two and number one and then you're screwed so don't make it until you're on the clock have it prearranged. have it worked out have the compensation worked out if you're going to do it which again I would tell you not to do it it's not worth it but have it all worked out now if it's Kyler Murray again the Redskins are making a huge mistake if it's Dwayne Haskins That's the guy that is the best quarterback of this class. I still think trading up from 15 to 3, even for Dwayne Haskins, even though he's a local pro, all of that stuff, big mistake. Don't do it. All right, when we come back, Doug Williams spoke on Monday afternoon at Redskins Park. We'll have part one of that conversation with reporters at Redskins Park next on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Good to have you aboard with us. I am your host, Chris Russell. Make sure you follow at Locked Redskins on Twitter at Locked Redskins on Twitter as well at Locked on NFL Net for all your NFL team news and information. It is episode number 214 right out to Redskins Park. Doug Williams Senior Vice President of Player Personnel meeting with reporters on Monday this audio courtesy of the Washington Redskins and my guy Charlie Broyhill nice enough uh, to grant us access to the Locked on Redskins podcast. Uh, Thank Thank you very much, Charlie. Here's part one of Doug Williams meeting with reporters. Good afternoon.
0: That time of the year again, huh? Yeah. As you know, there's a lot of a lot of work goes in. You know, the last two and a half weeks, the scouts has been in town, uh, spending a lot of time going over players and fixing the board, and um, you know, ready for this week. It's uh, the board is up, but I'm sure there's going to be some tweaking over the next couple of days once you sit in the room and look at more tape and and look at it from the standpoint one thing do we have it right um, I think we got it as close to right as the way we see it as it's gonna be there's not a whole lot that can be done that hadn't been done already so that's where we are at this point hey Doug when we talked in Indy you said if a quarterbacks there at 15 that's the easy choice in the time since you guys have traded for case Keenum how has that changed your approach to this draft looking at quarterbacks? Well, the National Football League is a quarterback league. And um, Case has done a good job over the last couple of years where he's been. And, uh, you know, we needed a quarterback, and uh, we was able to trade for, for Case. But that does not put us out the rim of picking a quarterback if it's one now that we like at 15. We don't know who's going to be there uh, at 15. We got some guys that we do like. And um, if, if those guys are there, that's a discussion that has to be had. And I'm sure uh, we'll come up, and that's a possibility that would happen. But it's also with, with a lot of other players in this draft that can help us. You know, we'll look at it from that standpoint, too. It all depends on the board who's highs on the board at that particular time. If that quarterback is the highs, and uh, we got to pick. Nine out of ten is going to be the quarterback. But if it's not, that's a discussion.
1: And how would you grade this quarterback class? There's a each guy, it seems like, has some hefty question marks.
0: It's no different than last year. You know, when the four guys came out, they all was um, – I think everybody board was, probably was different than next team board or what have you. And I think it's the same thing here. There's some guys that's, you know, at the top, and then you got guys you move down that you don't think is at the top. And we've done the same thing with the guys that that we feel that are top quarterbacks coming out this year. Uh, everybody's now on the same page all the time, and that's where – Talking it out and and discussion comes in and adding, and we're still at that point talking about the guys and where where you feel where you feel you know when you got eighteen to twenty guys in a room, uh, the chance of eighteen to twenty guys feeling the same way is slim and none, and uh, we had old discussions. Doug, you mentioned that the board is set and now you guys will do some refining. How many guys are in the room as you go through these next three days? Is it still the 18, 20 guys all talking? Have you kicked scouts out? You know, can you give us a little <laughs> bit more refining of what goes on in these last three days? No, I, I, I've been here going on five years now. We hadn't kicked the scouts out yet. <laughs> we hadn't done that. But um, I can say there's the scouts uh, be back in town tonight, and I'm sure between tomorrow and Wednesday, uh, we still be doing some cleanup stuff. They just left on Friday, and they'll be back tonight. And, um, you know, the thing about here, I think the process, everybody wants to hear what everybody say in that room. You know, now on draft day, everybody's not in there talking about it, but before we get to that point, everybody got an opportunity to voice their opinion. I think that's what makes it so much better. Doug, with regards to the uh, offensive line, uh, you guys added Eric Flowers in in, uh, free agency. Do you think that the starting left guard on the team is on the roster now, or is this draft an opportunity to get that player? It wouldn't be fair to say that, I, that he's not on the team. We, I mean, we did sign uh, Eric Flower to give him an opportunity to play left guard. If he can do that, we have a left guard. But other than that, I'm not going to stand here and say he's not on the team. Uh, if we draft one, that, that's going to be the starting guy because we don't know yet. We've got to get him here first. And there's a possibility that uh, we would draft a guy whether or not he plays guard, or a tackle, you never know. It all depends. It goes back to the board. Doug, back in the Combine, you and Jay said that inside linebacker was a position of need for the team, but that was before the league announced that Reuben Foster would not be suspended for this season. Does that still mean inside linebackers in play, or do you feel like because Reuben Foster is cleared to go for the season, that's not a position you guys will be looking at in the draft? I think when you look at this football team, every position, actually, uh, I think when you look at our team, just about every position on our team is up. It all depends on that player. Uh, no matter what position you play. So I, I think it'd be um, unfair just to label one position that uh, we set. Um, I think I can go on the limb. It's a, one position that we say we feel pretty good, but that don't mean we won't draft one, and that's the boys up front on defense side of the ball. But if there's a defensive lineman uh, in the draft in, in the right place for the right price, that's a possibility to add to the young guys that's already on the team.
1: Doug, you guys spend so much time over this process putting together the board, and then I think people have this idea in their heads that Thursday night it still is some kind of chaos in the room. What, what are the discussions like on Thursday night, or is it as simple as looking at the board and taking the top player on it?
0: No, because, you know, we, we got the 15th pick at this time, and there's 14 teams in front of us. And uh, you don't know what's going to happen. Things happen that you don't expect. Uh, I go all the way back to um, the Jonathan Allen draft. You know, everybody was talking about Jonathan going in the top ten pick, where in our mind going into the draft, Jonathan Allen was not on our mind. But uh, when we got to that point, it was it was an easy task to pick Jonathan Allen because we didn't expect him there. And we're in the same position here. You don't know what's going to happen, and we're in that position that uh, after about the tenth pick, you know, now you look at the board and you, you look at about eight to nine to ten guys on that board that you really like, and you put them on the board and you see how they – how they fall or where they go, or what have you, and uh, leave you with every time one go, you pick, put another guy up there, you know, to try to fill that position. And when you get to your two minutes out in your position, you start eliminating the guys that you have up there and decide, you know, which way you're going to go. There's a lot of uh, edge rushers in this class. Just what kind of separates, like, the pack? What makes a guy at the top of your board for that position versus some of the other guys who are maybe bunched together? Well, the thing about about players, you know, we all know that from a media standpoint, you know, we see the guys and we rate them from a different standpoint. I'm talking about the media. But when you spend a lot of time in there, you know, you look at every game that they played, not only this year, but you look at some of the tape from last year, and you're trying to grade them from that standpoint. Some guys that look good on the hoof, did good at the combine, when you put the tape on, might not say the same thing. And and you got to be cautious of Uh, what you're drafting you want a guy that that plays football and plays every play and make plays uh you're talking about outside russia that's what you want that guy to do you want to be able to do but in our scheme he also has to be able to drop in coverage too so you kind of mix it up both ways is there like are there any characteristics in terms of what separates like a guy's tape from another guy like in terms of getting to the path like getting to the quarterback getting his hand technique if he's the edge rusher, you give him a little more credit for getting to the quarterback. <laughs> That's the whole objective, you know. I, I goes back to, um, you know, when I was in college, Coach Rob used to always tell us, every man is born equal to become unequal. And the same thing with guys, you know, when you put on that board, they all don't grade out the same. You kind of put them in a different uh, class or a different area. All right,
1: that is Doug Williams, Senior VP of Player Personnel for the Redskins, part two, coming up next, right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 214. When you get in your car, tell your smart speaker device to play podcast Locked on Redskins. And don't forget to check out the new Himalaya podcasting app personally curated playlists, and make sure you subscribe and download the Locked On Redskins podcast or any Locked On podcast for that matter. This is episode number 214. Good to have you aboard. All right, it is episode number 214. I am your host, Chris Russell, right back out to Redskins Park. Doug Williams meeting with reporters on Monday. Here's how it sounded. Doug, uh, is there a scenario out there where you would envision trading up from 15? And if so, how far would you be willing to
0: go? Is that is a situation where you might even try to get into the top 10? Well, I've said all along the chances of trading up is a lot slimmer than trading back. Uh, I think where we are and what we're trying to do here uh, with this football team, um, you know, we don't make a move either way. We got to work with what we have. We feel pretty good about that. But uh, we got a chance to trade back. It all depends on who's there. If that trade back comes, and whether or not you really like that guy and you want him on your football team, or you put yourself in a position to get a couple more draft picks and some other players that are out there. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go on the record and say that's a possibility that we won't trade up. But it's a great possibility we'll trade back if that opportunity came.
1: Doug, would you kind of going through and looking at your board and doing the things that you've done? There's a lot of things externally that are held as truths in this draft. This person will be here. This person will be there. Do you look at your board and sometimes say, what are these guys talking about? I mean, do you? No, we
0: we we all sit there and do that. The possibility of who might be there, you know, who won't be there, and uh, I think all in our mind we sit in there and we kind of pick who we are picking, who gonna be there for us in the first round, gonna be there second round, third round, and uh, the fifth round and so on. But at the same time, you got to be real with yourself. What if they're not there? Then what you do? And I think that's what we do more than anything when we're just sitting in the room after we probably been talking for four hours. You still sit there and you linger, you look at the board and the board not changing, but you really don't know it's not changing. It seemed like it started waving at you and uh, you just get tired because it's the same board you left yesterday and you back at it today. <laughs> Doug, I know that
1: in a draft you take the best player at the position where you're drafting, but is it fair to say that right now The defensive side of the ball is ahead of the offensive side of the ball, and the defensive side has a better chance next year to be
0: a dominant unit. When when you say what you mean, defensive players as a whole? The unit, the whole unit, and the players obviously as well. If they have strength, I mean, I think, you know, when you're talking about defense, you got to put all the strength base right now in the front line. That's number one. Um, We don't know. We still not don't know at linebacker. We don't know at secondary. We don't know offense. So I think at the end of the day, if you just want to pick one position, you pick the D line. Other than that, you can't say the defense is ahead of offense. Offense ahead of defense at this time.
1: Will you actually do mock drafts in your rooms, or do you guys do it on yourselves to kind of see how things might play
0: out? We we play around a little bit as a, as a group. You know, we give guys an opportunity to uh, pick their first. Like this year, we got you know, first four picks in the, in the third round, you know, and um, we sit around and give them opportunity to to make their choices, the first four picks, and see what it, see where everybody's thinking is. Kind of give you an idea what, you know, what discussion over the last few weeks has gone and what that player think, and what that scout thinks and the other scout thinks and see who's on the same page, who's thinking of lack or what have you. We do do that. Doug, obviously the uh, draft, coincides with how you guys view players on the roster. Two guys on the roster, Ryan Anderson and Monte Nicholson. Uh, questions about them and, and what their role will be going into next year. Where are you guys, where, where are you at on those two guys, and how does your perception of them right now affect what you may do in the, in the draft? Well, I, I think when you look at it, you know, Ryan Anderson right now is a starting linebacker on our team. We, we had to play today, and I think that's the only way you look at it. And if you look at the time that Ryan played last year, the number of times he played and the impact, if you you sit down from a percentage standpoint, it, the, the number of plays that he played, he was pretty impacted when he played. So we feel pretty good where Ryan is today. Uh, Mate Nicholson, you know, he's got some things that he has to clean up, and we don't know. We, it's, it's unfair to uh, put him in anywhere right now until he take care of himself. Uh, how do you evaluate a player like
1: Marquise Brown who has an injury that obviously is concerning but should be ready for training camp?
0: You know, the thing about it, we look at all players. We get information on all the players, not no one individual. So we look at all of them and we judge them all the same as far as what the doctors and what the report come out. So how, does the, how does the injury affect, um, not him specifically, but a player like but that who has an name. injury? <laughs> I'm using him as an example. You know, you and I both know that injury plays a major role. Character and injury plays a major role to the players that you pick and you know I'll take my hat off to the scouts that's on the road and and the information that they come back with and what they find out it makes you cringe and makes the young players understand that no matter what you do somebody know what you do and somebody gonna tell on what you do and how you do it. So we find out a lot of information that they probably don't know that we know about, about them not only from a standpoint of character but also the medical standard which that's what the combine is all about. We get all the medical stuff from the combine.
1: Doug, as you mentioned, the defensive line is considered, you know, the best unit on this team. But, you know, you also mentioned the scenario like Jonathan Allen a couple years ago where he fell. If a defensive lineman were to fall, I mean a guy that was considered a top pick, if he were to fall to fifteen or whatever you're picking at, would you We got one on our team that we
0: picked in the fifth round last year? Okay. But I mean so he 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 was there Mm -hmm. in the fifth round where we had him up on the board. So it's one of the same scenario. A guy like that, you, you, you don't pass him up. Okay. You know? So we're in the same boat. You know? We're in the fifth round, and we look up on the board, and that was a player that we had up here. So obviously we thought a lot of that player. You want him on your football team. Okay.
1: Doug, you talked about the D-line is, is the best unit you've got on this team. Last year, pre-draft, you, you told us a few times we've got to get better at running back. Is there a position group you're going into this draft saying, we've got to get better, this, this is a talent deficiency?
0: It's a bunch of positions at this time, JP, that we got to get better at. And, you know, I think it would be unfair just to name one, but it's, I think it's also fair to get the defensive line a credit for where they are. But uh, I'm not going to sit here and say we got to get better in any other position, which we know we got to get better overall as a football team. And
1: once again, that wraps up Doug Williams' time at the podium pre-draft press conference. Thanks once again to the Washington Redskins and my guy Charlie Broyhill for granting access to that sound. That's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing, downloading, and please spread the word. More podcast and Redskins content coming throughout the week. It is NFL Draft Week. We're all over it right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios.